Get ready. Hello and welcome to College Talk. It's your host, Beth Brandon. I am so excited to chat with you today about all things college. And I'm going to talk about something that I think is super important um, with today's changing climate in terms of financial aid and the cost of college, um, as well as uh, giving yourself time and space to kind of figure out what you want to do. Um, maybe it's, you know, you want to stay at home a little for a little bit and then go somewhere. Uh, maybe it is some financial reasons as to why you maybe want to go to a community college. And then... Transfer. That's right. We're going to be talking about what it's like to be a transfer student today. And I'm so excited because my guest is going to not only talk about what those experiences might look like for other students, but also talk about their experiences as well as a transfer student. And now I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hi, everyone. So my name is Jamie Dorman. I'm currently a graduate student at Grand Valley State University studying college student affairs and leadership. I was a college advisor with Beth for a couple of years, and I served at Fenville and Saugatuck High Schools. And I went to West Shore Community College starting out, which is a tiny community college near Ludington, Michigan. And then I transferred from there to Grand Valley. What, um, what's West Shore's mascot? They are the foxes. Go foxes! Which, which most students don't know because the fox isn't really like out and about very often. Uh, but that's a bummer. It's a pretty cute mascot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then Lakers, right? At, at GVSU? Yep, yep, yeah, the Lakers. Stealing, the stealing Lakers. our LSSU mascot. <laughs> um, awesome, awesome. So um, let's just start out, like, give us kind of a rundown of what was your experience like at West Shore, and then what was it like to transfer? Was it easy? Was it hard? Was it weird? Was it smooth, exciting, terrifying, all that good stuff? Definitely, I would say it was a little bit of all of the above. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so West Shore was really great. I started going there my senior year of high school for doing dual enrollment. Oh, nice. And yeah, that was a great opportunity because you got college credits for mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. So I think I had about a semester worth of credits when I graduated, which was really nice. Ooh. And then I was there for two years and got my associate of arts degree from West Shore. Um, I was really, really involved there, which made my experience a lot better, Mm -hmm. I would say. Like I was on student senate, Phi Theta Kappa, which is the honor society for community colleges. Um, I served on like an academic faculty team there, which Mm -hmm. was really, really cool to have that opportunity. Um, So I was really involved, which was nice. And then I just took a huge array of classes because it's pretty much the general general credits mm-hmm. we have to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, all of the professors there were really great. Um, I remember being really surprised by how many of them had PhDs mm-hmm. at the community college, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I loved going there every day. It was a tiny little campus. I think maybe a thousand students were there. So it was pretty small, yeah. which I liked. And I had wanted to stay at home 
save up some money. I wasn't ready to move away. So it was a great opportunity for that as yeah. well. I have to ask, like, usually I think students, um, when they think community college, don't necessarily, like, think about doing all of the stuff that you did. Um, and it's it's there, but I don't think students take advantage of it. What was that kind of like, I guess? Like, how did you find those opportunities? Yeah, so I had friends at West Shore when I was in high school still, mm-hmm. and they were pretty involved with Student Senate. So I knew about it from that, Mm -hmm. and I was a part of student council in high school, so I kind of learned about it through that as well. Um, So I had friends there that had told me about their good experiences, so I talked with the faculty advisor of Mm -hmm. Student Senate before getting to West Shore, and he allowed to let me on even before classes started, so that was really awesome, and then... I think with the National Honor Society, after you get a certain grade point average, mm-hmm. your first semester you get something in the mail. Oh, nice. Um, and they had no leadership or anything for the Honor Society at the time. So the advisor told me, oh, yeah, we're looking for some officers. And I just said, I would totally be the president. That would be awesome. <laughs> and just like took that leadership role right nice. there. And so I, you do kind of have to seek out those opportunities Mm -hmm. um in order to get them but the faculty advisors are always willing to get more students involved yeah um it was definitely harder to advertise for things at the community college just i have smaller budgets you know Mm -hmm. so it's hard to get students to know what all is there Mm -hmm. for them Mm -hmm. would you say you know, was it like kind of hard with commuting? Did that add any extra, you know, like were there times when you're just like, ugh, I just want to like go home after class. And like, was that, did that make it harder? Was it never, did never really feel like that? It really wasn't too bad. So that community college was located kind of in the middle of the three small cities in the area. Mm -hmm. So for everybody in the area, it was was only about 20 minutes to get there. Okay. So it wasn't too bad, but then again, it was in the middle of the country where the plows didn't go very often. Um, so in the winters, it was kind of rough, yeah. but it's like that everywhere in Michigan. That's so. true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't too bad. Okay, Not good. Bad. And then I, I, you said one thing that really like my ears kind of perked up there. Um, you reached out to faculty while you were still in high school is what it sounds like. Um, yeah. And you got a warm reception from that. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's a great lesson for students to learn is that if you're interested in doing something at a college, like definitely ask admissions about things because they, you know, know a wide scope. But if there's like a specific thing you're interested in, like, yeah, reach out to the faculty member. Right. Yeah. And especially if you're dual enrolled there, mm-hmm. that was a great way to get to know more faculty. And then also like my high school counselor, mm-hmm. she knew faculty out there and kind of knew who to talk to about certain things. Nice. So people at the high school seem to be pretty connected to the community college of their area. Mm-hmm. I'd say for, just from ex- experience, it sounds like that's when there's a small lo- or like a local community college, like it sounds like they are pretty integrated into the the surrounding high schools, the ones nearby at least. Yeah, definitely. And even through Advise Michigan, that was the case for the high schools that I served at too. Mm-hmm. Um, Lake Michigan College was their community college in the mm-hmm. area, and they always went to the high school for events and things like that. That's awesome. 
So um, what what was that transfer experience like? Because you said you know you liked West Shore because it was small, and then you went to GVSU, which is you know pretty big. It's like the same size as CMU and WMU in terms of like student population, or at least pretty close. Yes. Yeah, so it was quite a shocking transition, yeah. I would say. I I didn't realize how big Grand Valley was. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was my first week, I was sitting in a hallway waiting for my class to start, and there were so many students walking by. Oh, yeah. So I thought, how many people go here? Mm-hmm. And I Googled it, and it was over 25,000. And I was like, oh, I had no idea there was that many people on this campus it was like all of west shore in that hallway with you um as you're yes. yeah <laughs> yes and like there are more people at the school than my hometown yeah what? yeah yep so that was that was a bit of a shock mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. What was the process like, uh, you know, because I I didn't transfer, so I'll be like blatantly honest with everyone. I don't know. Like, you know, I try to be the, I'm doing air quotes, expert on this podcast, but this, I'm handing this over to Jamie here because I really don't know. What's it like? Like what all, what steps do you have to take? Yes, there's, there's definitely a lot of research involved. So one thing that was really nice that I think most community colleges do is Mm -hmm. they have a college fair Mm. there. Mm -hmm. So that way kind of like how high schools do. So you can go there and talk to representatives from different colleges, definitely throughout the state and typically throughout the nation Mm -hmm. that are there. So that was a great opportunity to start talking to reps, just figuring out what the process is for transferring there. Okay. Um, So that was kind of my first step. I, I think I did that the first couple months of community college was attend that fair and kind of figure out what schools I was interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started looking at that Michigan transfer agreement website. Oh yeah. And comparing what classes I was taking at community college to what universities I was thinking about and which classes would transfer. Mm-hmm. And that was super helpful. The website back then was, very complicated, but I know that they redid it this summer. It's it's uh, it's really nice. I've looked at it with some students who are thinking about taking classes like in the summer at, back home, and mm-hmm. so we've I've been like, this is what you can use to see if you'll transfer. Always check with your advisor and admissions and like register to make sure that's true. But yeah, it's it looks sharp now because I remember looking at it before and being like, oh no 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 no. Right? Yeah, it's like wait, what? I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay, good. I'm glad to hear mm-hmm. it's a lot better mm-hmm. now. Um, so I, I utilized that a lot. Like every semester when I was scheduling classes, nice. I double checked if they were supposed to supposedly transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned pretty quickly that Grand Valley would accept all of my credits that I had taken. Okay. So that was kind of my biggest decision for going there. Mm-hmm. I had friends going there too, and I know that they nobody said anything bad about it. Okay. So I figured that had to be a good sign. Yeah. Um, and I had visited there and really liked it, and I liked Grand Rapids a lot. Mm-hmm. So those factors were probably all what helped me decide, but mainly the fact that they accepted all of my credits because it was a lot. I would say it was maybe almost eighty credits. That, oh yeah. Credits that they took. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my main deciding factor yeah that's like five semesters six semesters yeah 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 it was a lot yeah that's awesome (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Um, so like, did you have to kind of, so I'm, I'm thinking like my steps to grad school, like, did you have to like give them their transcript and like all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think they wanted your high school transcript, but it wasn't super Whoa. important to them. Okay. They just wanted to have it for like the record. Gotcha. But they mainly utilized your, um, community college transcript mm-hmm. because I had been there for two years. Mm-hmm. Say if it was only a year, they would still look at your high school one okay. more. And then by the point I transferred in my like ACT score or SAT score, it didn't matter anymore. Okay, okay cool. Either, which is pretty awesome. Just in case if you have a lower score, mm-hmm. it won't matter after a couple of years. Really. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um. And then... Yeah, you just had to apply like normal, like okay. you would if you were a first-time student. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did they, um, I, I guess in your experience, and, and like I know things have changed because like there weren't merit scholarships <clears throat> when I applied, to, when I went to Western as an undergrad, they didn't have those, you know, so I don't know if things have changed, but you know, did they offer transfer scholarships and stuff? Yeah, they did. It wasn't nearly as many as like first-time students could get, mm-hmm. but I know... You could get, like, it was maybe a couple thousand dollars if you had a certain GPA. And then there were extra ones you could apply to as well. So I got one for, like, being a part of the Honor Society at West Shore. And then they had, like, a bunch of other ones you could be competitive for and submit separate applications. Okay. Um, But that was Grand Valley. It might be a little different for each college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's definitely, it sounds like it's worth the look at each college to kind of see. Cause I know Western, I believe has oh, transfer yeah. scholarships now too. And like Oakland does. So yeah, definitely well worth the, the peek at the website. Yeah, definitely. And once you get accepted, you typically get access to their scholarship portal mm-hmm. and definitely worth a look once you get that acceptance letter to go in and see other ones you can apply for. Mm-hmm. One of the, biggest things I've noticed, um, working with commuter and transfer students in my current position, um, it's, it's a struggle, especially if they transfer and then also live off campus. If they transfer and they live on campus, I've noticed there's less of a disconnect, but, um, Mm -hmm. if you transfer and you're commuting and instead and living off campus, I've noticed a lot of students struggle getting involved. And so, um, did, you know, how, what was that like coming from someplace where you were super involved to someplace where like most people in your, um, I I guess like you're in college, like at Grand Rapids or Grand Valley, excuse me, already like were established in some sort of, um, club or RSO or, you know, activity or, or something. What was that like? Yeah. So that was definitely a huge challenge for me as well. Um, it was just a lot to handle, especially moving somewhere totally mm-hmm. new mm-hmm. on your own. And I commuted. I didn't live on campus. Oh, I okay. lived, it was maybe a half an hour drive. Okay. So I definitely was one of the students that just went there for class and okay. just wanted to get home after. Yeah. Um, so my first semester, I really just focused only on my classes. Um, second semester at Grand Valley, I got a little involved and it was in, I started researching all the clubs they had because they have hundreds of clubs. It's, oh, whoa. It's a lot. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot. Um, and I found one that I really liked. It's called Pals Students Mentors mm. and you get matched with like an at-risk student and they can be from the ages of like four or five to high school age. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then you're supposed to like spend time with them at least twice a month. Okay. So I started doing that and that was really, really great. I loved that experience. I still hang out with my pal today. Oh, nice. I'm going to see him this weekend Aww. to play some games. So awesome. I'm really, <laughs> it's pretty cool. I'm really thankful I did that because I know he'll just kind of be in my life forever now, yeah. which is an awesome connection to have. Yeah. Um, and I had thought about joining other clubs too, mm-hmm. but I decided to just focus my energies on the one, especially since I had a longer commute, mm-hmm. was still adjusting to living life on my own without mm-hmm. my parents around. Yeah. So yeah, it, it really is a challenge when you're a commuter student that's mm-hmm. also transferred to figure out how to get involved mm-hmm. too. Definitely. Cause you don't have that RA or, you know, hall director or, you know, uh, orientation leader, you know, pushing you right from the start to get involved, get involved, um, or making those connections and stuff. Um, did you ever feel like joining pals, like pushback where you're like, okay, I came in partway through the year, partway through the semester, or we're like, did you get the vibe or people were pretty much like, thank you for joining our club. Like the more, the better, I guess. Like what was your experience there? Yeah, for pals, they were really welcoming, which was good. Mm -hmm. Um, They were just happy to have people that were dedicated because a lot of students would join and then, like, leave halfway through the Mm -hmm. year, you know. So they were just happy to have, like, another student that was ready and willing to hang out and make a pal. Yeah. Um, But the, like, more pushback was definitely just in, like, regular classroom Mm. settings. Okay. Like, when... I remember it was so strange whenever I would tell people, oh, yeah, I'm a transfer student, but I was in these upper-level classes with them. Mm -hmm. I would always just get this weird look of, like, well, so you went to a community college, and now you're in the same class as me? Mm. So it was more so my classroom experience. Interesting. And then you, like, gently Mm -hmm. tapped them on, like, the noggin with your test that had an A on it, and you were like, that's right. I am here. Yeah. Um, I'm prepared. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's interesting that that was where you kind of got the pushback. Did you ever feel that from like faculty or was it pretty much just like other students being turds? (laughs) Yeah. No, not from faculty at all. Great. Which is good. It was definitely just students. So I would definitely say throughout the two years, all my friends I made were also transfer students. Okay. Which is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. And my other friends that have transferred from either at Grand Valley or different institutions, that was kind of their situation as well. You just kind of found other transfer students and they became your people. Yeah. How did you find each other? Like, I don't know if that's a weird question, um, but I'll have a lot of students who are just like, I don't know. Like, you know, I try to talk to people in class and see if anyone wants to do like a study group. And I just don't feel like, you know, if they have, if they are on campus prior to like, they're like, I already got my people, like I'm doing my thing. How did you manage to find, um, pals that weren't pals? Right. Not right. Pals, so pals. I, <laughs> I just, so I'm very introverted. So it was a little difficult, but I just kept putting myself out there like saying, Hey, my name's Jamie. I just transferred here. And for the most part, the students that were already here were like, Oh, that's cool. But when you found <laughs> another transfer student, mm-hmm. like, like Shelby Spear, I met her at Grand Valley our first semester mm-hmm. in a class. Mm-hmm. We Shelby were both was transfer a, student. She was also an advisor with us too. Yeah. She's, she's a cool cat. Yeah. Yeah. And once you find a transfer student, you're like, oh, I just transferred here as well. You just kind of become bonded. So I nice. just talked to as many people as I could and figured out like, 
okay, this person is cool. I can like study with them or be in a group with them and that's okay. Okay, nice. So you just have to put yourself out there and figure out like, okay, mm-hmm. who else came here recently? Yeah. And then I guess, you know, this is again, maybe like a weird question, but if, you know, when, when people were just like, okay, that's cool. And like moved on, like obviously you survived. Um, was it like a worse feeling or like interaction than maybe you thought it would have been like before you hyped yourself up to finally like go talk to that person or was it just kind of like, okay. And like you moved on or like, was it like, ugh, my heart. Um, at first it was a little confusing and weird, I mm-hmm. would say, because I wasn't expecting it. Mm. But after like the first week or so, it became pretty normal and you could just move on pretty okay. easily. Okay. So you just kind of had to keep powering through a little bit of discomfort. Yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely. That makes sense. Um, so what was it like having the experiences at a community college where, um, you know, it was probably easier to have relationships with your professors or faculty because it was a smaller school. You were in smaller classes. Um, Mm -hmm. How did that impact the way that you felt like you interacted with faculty at GVSU or even staff, you know, or other students comparatively to people who maybe started at that larger university field and maybe started in those intro classes that had like 150 people in them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a bit of an adjustment kind of realizing like, oh, I can't just go and hang out with my professors, Mm -hmm. you know, in their office for quite a while asking homework questions because they have so many more students now. But um, a lot of my faculty at Grand Valley were actually pretty good about letting us know about office hours and when they were free. And they were pretty open to us contacting them with help with homework for things. So it wasn't too big of a transition or a change. Okay. Um, there were definitely some faculty throughout my couple years where they weren't as open as my West Shore professors, but mm. I kind of assumed that would be the case. So it wasn't too big of a shock. Okay. You were already kind of like ready for it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. A little nice. bit mentally prepared. Um, if you had any advice, I'm going to shift gears and kind of ask you about grad school and like what, you know, kind of led you there and what you're kind of doing. But if there's any advice you could give to students who are kind of thinking like, yeah, I'm just not ready to, to, you know, jet off across the state and, you know, go to a big university, like, you know, Wayne state or the other side of the state and go to GVSU or something like that. And, um, they're not quite ready for that and they want to stick around home or it's a financial thing or it's like, you know, I have a, a sick you know, parent or something, it's easier for me to start at home and then move on once like my sibling gets older, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, what is like some, some, like the main points of advice if you want a student to like either take out of this or you want to tell them like right now about like, this is what you should be ready for if you plan on transferring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would definitely say don't be ashamed at all about being at a community college because mm-hmm. some people might try to make you feel that way, but mm-hmm. It's, it was honestly some of the best education I got from my community college, mm-hmm. um, and it was a great experience because the students there are so diverse, because mm. there's a lot of non-traditional students. Yeah. There are some students that like had 4.0s in high school and are, just weren't ready to leave yet, mm-hmm. so that diversity is a great experience to have mm-hmm. in community college. Definitely. And some more advice with be to start looking at the universities you're interested in transferring to as soon as you can because 
some colleges like Grand Valley were great and accepted all of my credits. But mm-hmm. if you're thinking more of maybe a private college, oh. that's totally okay. But they might not accept nearly as many credits. Definitely. So it's good to start thinking, what classes can I take? And making sure you don't waste any money yeah. at all. Oh, 100%. And to the, the students who, um, I, I, you know, uh, any students who like later on in the future, don't be the person who's like, oh, you went to community college. Um, because right. those faculty are just as well-versed. And, um, you know, I love, like I had great experience with my four-year faculty, but sometimes it was like they either hadn't been in the field and like doing the actual work in so long or they had just gone like straight into like they went they didn't do research they just went straight in as faculty and that's all they've done um yeah. I, I just you know from every experience that I've had in Advise Michigan and connecting with it or even being at a smaller university now a lot of those faculty spent a long time doing the actual work that, or you know that they're teaching you and those classes like they have a little something extra because you know it's coming from experience not just from like textbooks Right, right. Yeah, and those class sizes are normally so small too, so you get all that experience mm-hmm. and whatnot mm-hmm. focused on you, the student, where mm-hmm. sometimes at big universities that is not the case. Yeah. They're more focused on research or other things. Yeah, definitely. So don't knock a community college until you've tried it. Um, I've seen a lot of students who, you know, during my time as a GI Western and, and you know, even now, sometimes students who can't get classes at the four-year university, but as soon as they get that personalized attention at a community college, trying to take something over the summer, it clicks for them. Um, so they're a great resource and it's a great place to learn. Um, and that's my plug for community colleges. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, tell me a little bit about what you're doing in grad school and like what kind of took you in that direction. Cause I, I don't think most people think about like higher ed as a career field. Like, Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And I didn't really think about that as a career field either. Mm-hmm. You don't really think about it until you get into college mm-hmm. and realize all the jobs that are at a college that mm-hmm. people have to do. Um, so I started doing Advise Michigan and I was planning on being a school counselor. Ooh. Um, but then I worked at high schools for those <laughs> two years and realized, you know, the high school environment just isn't for me, I yep. don't think I'd want to be here for an entire career. Mm-hmm. I love those two years, but that was that was enough for me. Yep. Um, and I worked. We work with a lot of college reps through Advise Michigan, so I learned a lot about all different kinds of colleges and all the various jobs that mm-hmm. are there. Mm-hmm. And thought about because I knew I wanted to do something with education. I thought that would be the next best step because I loved working with high schoolers, but what I loved most was when they came back after they graduated the first year and mm-hmm. needed more help because mm-hmm. you could just see a huge transformation yeah, within yeah. them. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's so awesome. It is really amazing what happens like just a couple short months. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. So what, uh, what are you doing for your grad assistantship then as uh, you mentioned that? Yeah, yeah. So my grad assistantship is, it's called career counseling. Mm -hmm. So I'm like half-time counseling center, like the mental health counseling center, Mm -hmm. and then half-time career center. Um, And so for the career center, I mainly focus on exploratory study students or like 
undecided students Mm -hmm. um, that are typically freshmen, sometimes older, and just helping them figure out like a career path or major that they think will suit them. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of one-on-one appointments, and I also do some presentations to classes and kind of what we do with students is different career assessments. So we do like the Myers-Briggs personality test, Mm -hmm. um, the strong interest inventory, and Mm -hmm. then strengths finder. Nice. Which is pretty fun, I think. And we just, we try to combine all of those and figure out what are the common careers for all of those together Mm -hmm. and start there. That's awesome. It's been really fun and Yeah, the counseling center, what I mainly do there is I organized and ran the Grand Valley Grad School Fair, and then I help out with, like, the mental health screening days for them. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been really fun. It's it's cool because just even in those two, the two parts of your grad assistantship, you do two very different things, and it's it's wild because I, you know, I also am in higher ed, and what I do is I work with students who are not doing great academically, and I try to help them. Um, and so, like, two people cover three very different, you know, three totally different uh, things. Um, yeah, it's cool. There's a lot, you know, if there's something you think you want to do but you don't know where to find it, and you're like, I want to work in education, but I don't like, you know, uh, children, then <laughs> <laughs> higher ed might be for you. Um, so that uh, is definitely an option. So I have three, no, two questions that I ask um, everyone, and sometimes yes. I prep people for them, and I forgot to do that for you, so sorry. Um, <laughs> the first one is, what was your most favorite class that you've ever taken? Um, it could be currently now in grad school, college, um, or even, like, high school, but, like, or even, like, if you took, like, I, like, future learn classes to kind of, like, I just took one about sleep health from U of M online. It was free. It was really cool. So like even, even that stuff, like outside of school, like what was your favorite course you've ever taken and like, why? Oh, that's hard. There's been so many. I I would probably say my favorite one would be my intro to philosophy class. And I actually took that as a senior in high school, dual enrolled. Mm -hmm. I remember it was like a six to nine on a Wednesday night, Mm -hmm. which was kind of terrible, but but still worth it. I can't Um, believe they'd have it at that time. Right. (laughs) And I just, because philosophy was one of my majors in college. Oh. And I, I knew nothing about it until that philosophy class. And it just... It opened my mind so much. I feel like it was one of the first classes that really made me think outside of the box mm-hmm. and realize all the things out there in the world and how little we know. And my professor was really great, too. So I would say that's probably my favorite one. That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, I'm trying to think of another pun using niche. <laughs> Neat, was it Nietz, Neat? How, how do you pronounce Nietzsche? 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 Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like you found your Nietzsche, but never mind. Okay, <laughs> I'm moving on. And so then the second question is what is the best piece of advice that someone has ever given to you? Oh gosh, that's I know. Really <laughs> I know, I, I should have prepped you. I'm so sorry. Oh no, that's okay. The best piece of advice. Mm hmm. 
It doesn't have to be college related. Yeah. It could be like totally like life related, all that good stuff. Yeah. I can't remember who t- told me this. It was probably my mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. But just like not caring what anybody else thinks. Mm-hmm. You know, just just doing whatever works best for you. Mm-hmm. And I definitely had to keep telling myself that, like for community college and transferring after that. That it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks because each person knows what will be the best path for them. Absolutely, it's just totally individual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's awesome and that's that's such a strong mindset to have too because there's usually i just feel like there's always so many pressures um you know coming in at all angles of what people want to see you do or what they think is going to be good for you and you know sometimes they're right you know and sometimes you know there's bits of truth and other times it's like no like that's not me at all and i don't think that'll make me happy and um yeah right yeah, yeah, I've seen, I've seen so many students with Advise Michigan and even in this position now that like their parents tell them, oh, you, I'm only going to pay for your school if you're going to be an engineer mm-hmm. or whatever it is. But mm-hmm. they're so not happy doing it. So they just, I just wish everybody would do whatever makes them happiest. Yeah, yeah. I, you can always find somewhere. Because, like, I mean, the way I look at it, when I started college, Advise Michigan wasn't even a, a thing, right? And I still managed right. to find and get involved in that, and it helped link, you know, what I did educationally to what I wanted to do in a career, but it helped me learn so much more in, in the process. And, you know, even if your you know, child wants to be an actor, like, I, you know, they can connect with an audience, I bet they'll be great at sales. Like, they will find something right. to do with their lives, um, but, you know, let them have those pieces of joy and, and connect those skills with something that they love. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Jamie, it has been awesome to have you on. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me. This was, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. I always love talking about being a transfer student. So I was happy to help. Yeah. I'm glad you can inspire people to hopefully have as good of experiences as you. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Awesome. Okay, everyone, thanks so much for joining me here on College Talk. I'm so excited to chat with you uh, next time on, you guessed it, College Talk. (laughs) 